Okay, Brooklyn Abayim, welcome everyone. Tonight we have an amazing shear. Recording in progress. There you go. Tonight's shear, all the shear on Sefer Bracious are sponsored by Dr. Zakheim Umeshpachta, Le'iloy Nishmas, Reb Shloyma, Eliezer, Ben Rav Yaakov, Zakheim, and Le'iloy Nishmas, Dr. Zakheim's mother, Rivka Bas Tovia, the Neshama Shem, and Aliyah, be Melissa Yisharm for their whole family. For good health, Simchas, Nachas, Vsuras, Toivais, Ad Bias, Goyal, Tzedek. Tonight's year is sponsored by Dr. and Mrs. Earl Pollock of Norfolk, Virginia, in honor of our dear friend Gedalia Schwartz's birthday and Bar Mitzvah Parsha. And Gedalia, you didn't know this, but tonight's year uh, comes a lot from a Sefer that you once got me, Chabatzel Sasharon Ala Toira. And uh, we want to thank Rabbi Gedalia for manning the WhatsApp groups for many years. Uh, there are many, many, many groups. People are on one group. They think they're only, you know, what, uh, 240 people. There are many, many, many of them. So if anybody wants to join the groups and get bombarded every day with uh, Shurim, you could be listening all day. You, could, you have to listen to two at the same time, one in the right ear, one in the left ear. We thank Rabbi Gedalia. Um, people tell me they get them at all 24 hours a day. So we thank him for being Mekayim, the mitzvah of Harbatzas Torah Yom Avalayla. Also, tonight's year is sponsored by Nishmas. It's sponsored anonymously. Le'iloy Nishmas. Rasha Bas Yisrael Tzvi and Rafu Shalema and the Zivakagon for Elimelech Shalema Ben Chaya, the Yvon Shalom Shesan Rafu Shalema and Zivugai Haguna Bekarayv Mamesh. And I have an amazing opportunity, if anybody wants to be Mishnatif, in the mitzvah of Harbat Sastaira, we're working on, on a sefer for Art Scroll on Purim. And we have about a couple weeks to get it out. So if anybody wants to help uh, help it see the light of day, please let us know. Okay, we have an amazing subject tonight. We touched upon it in previous shurim, and we have to take it to the next level. We're going to start in Parshas Vayeshev. And this is in the immediate aftermath of the Mechiras Yosef. And we know that in between the sale of Yosef and Yosef going down to Mitzrayim, the Torah interjects with the episode of Yehuda having a descent, and he meets a Isha Dulami, and basically he gets married to Bashua, and he has two kids, Aaron and Oinon, and they both act improperly, and they die. Now Yehuda thinks that it's Tamar's fault. He doesn't know it's their fault. So when Tamar wants to marry Shela, the third kid, Yehuda's like, uh, he's too young to get married. So Tamar realizes that uh, her only chance is to be Meyabim Yehuda. But Yehuda's not interested. She's going to kill him, he thinks. And uh, Yehuda does, stays away from her. So she masquerades as a Zoyna, and Yehuda was Chazal uh, Seyamalach came, and he pushed him into it, and Yehuda lived with her, and she conceived, and from there came Parat and Zarach, and from there came the Malchus based on it. And Rashi wants to know, why does the Torah juxtapose the episode of Yehuda's descent to the Parsha of Yosef? To teach, says Rashi, The brothers demoted him. Now, what, demoted him from what? He was the vice president and CFO of... Uh, Jacob's sons and I, you know, Jacob's sons and co- corporation, and they demoted him. Now he's the assistant vice president. Exactly what was his position and what did they demote him from? 
when they saw Sarasavim. Amru, they said, You told us to sell him, so we didn't kill him, we sold him. You should have told us to bring him back to dead. So a few questions on the table. Number one, what was his position that they demoted him from? Question number two. And what I would like to bring out, one of the major things I'd like to bring out, that if the Torah says Yehuda was demoted, then you could be sure it was what we call Yerida L'Tzara He was demoted for an important purpose. In other words, it was L'Tayvasai. Everything the Yavon Shalom does is L'Tayvasai. So if he was demoted, it was a promo. So what was the promotion that he was demoted to? Why did the brothers sell Yosef? The most common um, approach that we've gone with all the years is a Shlach HaKadosh. Namely, there are different institutions in Kali so There's the institution of uh, Kahuna. There's the institution of Taira. Kesar Taira. So Kesar Kahuna belongs to Levi. Kesar Taira, maybe also Levi, maybe Yisachar. And there's Kesar Malchus. Who does Malchus belong to? Malchus is the Malchus based David. And therefore, Malchus belongs to Yehuda. Even though Yaakov Avinu didn't say that yet, he meant... That which you already had, lo yasur. But Malchus belongs to you. Then the Shlach Kadosh explains what, why does God need a, a human king in this world? What do we need a king for? So the Shlach Kadosh explains that the sovereignty of God is reflected and manifest through the sovereignty of the Malchus based David. God's throne has four legs. Avraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov. The thing is that a throne that has uh, three legs is uh, is going to topple over. Who, what's the fourth leg of God's throne? David Amal. David is the regal Ravii. He holds it all up. He's he's it. That's how when Yehuda is born, what does it say? Vata'amoid milatis. He brought Amida to the Kisya Kavik. That's where, why the name Yehuda is Yudke Vavke plus Dalid for the fourth regal of God's throne. That is why we, we, we spoke this out last Thursday night. That is why the brothers were able to join God in the excommunication against Yosef, not to reveal what happened to Yosef. Why? Because since the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, anyone who argues on the Malchus based of it is like arguing on the Shechina. So they felt the Shechina was on their team. They felt that when Yosef was having dreams of grandeur, they said, You think you're going to be the king? Kingship belongs to Yehuda. So they paskin that Yosef is what is called Moirid B'Malchus. And he's Chayv Nisa. And that's why they had mercy on him to sell him. In fact, the Shlach Hadar says in this week's parsha, when Yosef says, Ani Yosef, Ha'oid Avichai, what was the brother's reaction? They took out their sword and they're about to kill him. Can you imagine? After the whole 22 years and, and all the regret that they had, Right? They, they, they said vidoy, they regretted, and then Yosef, I'm Yosef, really? Let's knock him off. And Amalek had to come and disperse them. After all that, they want to kill him? Says the Shlach, yeah. Because they weren't 100% sure he wanted to be the king, but now that they see he's the king, he's definitely Moed Bamachas. They have to kill him. So the Kasha is, that if the brothers paskin his mar b'malchus, then what exactly they had a taina on Yehuda? Yehuda, why'd you tell us to sell him? You should have told us to bring him back to dad. 
What do you mean? They paskined. He's a mired b'malchus. In fact, when they met him and he said, I'm Yosef, they tried to kill him. So why are they having complaints against Yehuda? They convened the court. All the great, the Mayetzes, Gedoyle HaToyra of Mesopotamia, who all were, happened to be brothers, they convened together at the convention, and the main topic was, they brought in all the, all the experts, Yosef is a Mari B'Malchus, and they passed and he should die. And so why do they have Tanya's on Yehuda? Oh, Yehuda, I don't understand, you should have told us to bring, to bring him back. Yehuda Paskin, he's a Mari B'Malchus. And so did they. So why do they have Tainus on Yehuda? Oh, because they see their father suffering. I have a question. Let's say two Adim testify that a guy was warned and he desecrated Shabbos and the Bezdin's about to kill him and the father is in great distress. Could Bezdin back out of it because of the father's distress? Of course not. So what's the Taina on Yehuda? Ah, Yehuda, you should have told us to bring Yosef back. Look at the distress dad is in. What difference does it make what kind of distress dad is in? They pask in the halacha that Yosef is Marbamachos. By the way, now we understand what Yehuda was demoted from. Rashi says Yehuda was demoted. What position did he occupy that he was demoted from? Melech. Why would they demote him? Why did they demote Can they demote him? He was a Melech, and then is that what they demoted him from? It seems that way. So this is a question that seems to be a very strong question. It's brought in the Sefer Chavetzel's Hasharon as well. And I want to support this uh, notion that Yehuda was a Melech from the Ramban, an amazing Ramban. So Yehuda is sitting there in the court, and they bring in this lady. Okay, Yehuda's like, you know, he hangs on to Next! This lady walks in. What did she do? She was Mazana. Who is she? She is the daughter of shame. Daughter of shame? Hey, that's my daughter-in-law. My, my daughter-in-law. What did she do? She was Mazana. Now, it didn't dawn on Yehuda that she was Mazana with him. So Yehuda Paskins, that she's Chayiv, which Misa? Sreifa. Says Rashi, why is she Chayiv Sreifa? Because she's the daughter of a Koyen. Ubas Koyen. The door of a Koyen gets burning. Says Ramban, what? No, she doesn't. That's if she's married. If she's an Arusa or a Nesua and she's a Mazana, she gets burning. But not if she's a single woman. And Tamra was a single woman. So a single woman that commits adultery doesn't get punished. Yeah, she's Zakuk Tiyibum. And Rav Hamnuna. And they that from Aleph on the top he holds that a woman who's Zakukliyibum, who commits adultery, is Chayiv Misa, but we don't even pass it like him. Secondly, they're Bnei Noyach. So the Ramban says, Whoa, maybe by Bnei Noyach they practice Yibum. And we know by Goyim anything they practice is Chayiv Misa. So even though we don't pass them like Revam Nun, a Goyim would pass them like Revam Nun. Yeah, but we know that Yehuda was the first person to ever do Yibam in the first place. Yehuda invented Yibam. So why would she get Sreifa? Says Ramban, you know why Yehuda, you know what Tamar did wrong? Listen to this. <coughs> Yehuda, says the Ramban, five lines from the end, Yehuda was a Kotzin. He was a Shoiter. He was a Moishal. He was a Melech. And his daughter-in-law being Mizaneh is disgraceful to him. 
So her act of znus is moired b'malchus. So Yudu was killing her as a melech. Now, apparently Yehuda did not accept the demotion. Because even though the brothers demoted him, here he's, utilize, he's utilizing his koyach as melech to kill his daughter-in-law. So again, we see that Yehuda was a melech, and the fact that they demoted him, he didn't care. I'm the melech, there's nothing you could do. So the question is, so what taina do the brothers have on Yehuda? He is a melech. If someone rebels against him, they're chayiv misa. He has to administer a death penalty. So what's the brother's taina on Yehuda? So now let's learn a little bit, uh, an interesting halacha. I thought you said she wasn't married. Yeah, but... She was married to his son. Once a daughter-in-law, always a daughter-in-law. Yeah. So she was married. She was married. That was until her husband went to the next world. Whereupon he said, have a nice day. I will go to the world of truth and you will remain here in this world. So then if she... If she was already married, then she's Mazana. She's like a single woman. She's like a. She's a not married. Now she's not married. So she's like a basula? She's like a single woman. That's Mazana. That if, had Yehuda not been a king, she would not have been given the death penalty. But because Yehuda was a king and it was embarrassing to him, therefore he gave her the, the death penalty. What's the halacha, again, if Bezdin sees a guy committing a capital offense and they want to have Rachmanus on him? Can Bezdin say. You know what? I'm not going to administer a death penalty. Is the capital punishment of the courts discretionary? Of course not. The bezin has to is mechuyev to administer a capital punishment. No, no, no. Why isn't there? No. Can, can like the president, you know? No, there's no there's no pardons. I don't think so. So the bezin is is, is to administer because it's not up to them. They're not giving their punishment. They're, it's the punishment of the Torah. What's the halacha if someone rebels against the king, and the king says, you know what, machalach 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 lechayra? We know melech shemachal al kavodai in kavodim a melech can't be meicha. And yet, a very interesting halacha. If you remember Masech de Erechen, if somebody says, oh, you see that guy who was Mechal of Shabbos, who was being taken out for skila, Erech Rasha Ze'olai. Right? We know this concept of Erechen, where a person could accept upon themselves to pay someone's value. So someone says, I accept the value of this person who's being taken out to be killed. So the halacha is that person has no value. He's taken out to be killed. He has no value. But what if this person is Chayiv He's not taken out to be killed, but Bezdin paskind that he's Chayiv Misa. He also doesn't have value because he's going to be killed. What if this person rebelled against the king and the king said, you know what? He's Chayiv Misa. And someone says, his Erech upon me, you have to pay his value. The Rambam writes in Perish HaMishnai, in number six, because sometimes the king will change his mind. Says Rabbi Yosef Engel, from here we see that the chi of Misa of Moirad B'malchus is up to, up to the discretion of the king. Which is very big chidosh. That the king could say, you know what? I'm not going to kill him. Because Melech Shemacha Kvoidoi in Kvoidoi Macha. Melech cannot overlook. Look at number 11. The Menchaz Chinuch says, he quotes this Rambam. In fact, the Rambam writes explicitly in number 8. Let's turn to number 8 for a second. 
can, a, can another order somebody to be killed even without basting? Yes. Yeah. So that's another important. Yeah. Let's look at number eight. Let's start with number eight. Okay. The Rambam writes in Hilchos Malachim, Kol Hamorid B'Malach is anyone who rebels against the king, the Malach has permission to kill them. For example, he says, You! Go to that room. I don't want to go to that room. I want to stay in this room. I say, I, I'm the king. I say, go to that room. He doesn't go to the room. The king could kill him. Not only that, um, or let's say the king says, don't ever leave your house. You leave your house, you're Chayav Misa. He leaves his house, he's Chayav Misa. And if he wants to kill him, he could kill him. Like the Pasuk says, Kal Yamras Picha. Anyone who embarrasses the king, shames the king, the king could kill him. Where do we learn it from? Shemi Ben Geira. Right, David Amalch said to Shlaimai, Shemi cursed me, kill him. Where does it say that someone's Chayav Misa for cursing the king? The answer is Morid Bamalchus. The king could kill someone. But the language of the Rambam is, The king has discretion to kill him. He's not obligated to kill him. He has discretion to kill him. Says the Menchas Chinuch, in number 11, second paragraph, the din zeh, the ein lemelech, um, one second, oh, the first paragraph, the end of the first paragraph, it's Masha, you're not obligated. Even though the Melech is Moichan is covered, even though a king that forgoes his honor, that's true. The king, if somebody insults the king, the king cannot be Moichal. But he doesn't have to kill the guy. He can say, I'm not Moichal you. I don't forgive you. You're not Moichal. You're going to get some penalty. But the king is not required to administer the death penalty. So therefore it's suggested by Chavetzal Sasharon that, that was, that's what the Taina against Yehuda was. In other words, why did the brother say Yosef deserves Misa? Because he's usurping the Malchus and he's a Mayer B'Malchus. Yeah. Can Yehuda be Meichel? No. But does Yehuda have to administer a death penalty? He also doesn't have to. So he's allowed to. But when they saw how much terrible tsar their father was in, the brother said, Yehuda, this was not the right time to exercise your full rights as king to kill Yosef. You should have not only had mercy on him and told us to some, you should have brought him back to dad. In other words, their taina on Yehuda was since the din of Moir B'Malchus is up to the discretion of the king, you should have used discretion here and, been, and allowed him to survive. And now we understand why the brothers demoted Yehuda. Because they felt Yehuda was using his rights as Melech inappropriately. So they said, okay, you're not a Melech anymore. That seems to be how the Shlach Kaddish would learn Mechiras Yosef. In other words, the brothers passed in Yosef's Moribamachos. And they never retracted. And that's why they threw him into the pit. I, what's their time on Yehuda? You don't have to be, you're not allowed to be a moichel but you don't have to administer death. Now, that may have been the right thing under normal circumstances, but Yaakov was basically dead. You know, Yaakov uh, lost his, any communication with God. He was mourning for years and years. So the brothers, Taina on Yehuda, was you should have been more compassionate in exercising your right as Melech. Now, watch, watch how this plays out. Family members want to No. So how were the brothers able to be Mechai Yisrael? They were all 
But what if what if people are Nagea with ever Paskin right? Ask Reb Zalman Saratskin. They Paskin, he says they Paskin correctly. Yosef was a Mahir Bamachas. He discusses this issue, but there was still a taina on them that maybe they were Noigea Bedavar. So if they're Noigea Bedavar, even if they got it right, they couldn't do it in the first place. So, okay, that's beyond what we're uh, discussing tonight. So, uh, what I would like to discuss, the Rambam that says that a king could kill somebody if he rebels, look back at number 8, the Rambam says, Ein lamelech Rashus laharoig ela besayef. A king who kills a rebel against him only use the sword. So that's a big problem. Because according to the Ramban, how is Yehuda judging Tamar? As a Melech. And what was the death penalty he was imposing on Tamar? Sreifa. How as a Melech could you impose Sreifa? You could only impose the sword, Saif. So that's a, a big question. And that's the question of the Mincha. Um, that's the question the Minchas Chinuch asks, not on Yehuda but rather on Yehoshua. There's a man by the name of Achan. Achan ate the spoils. The Rambam says, what did Yeshua do to Achan? He killed him. What was the process? Moirid b'malchus. What punishment did Achan get? He got skila. But wait a second. As a Moirid b'malchus, you can only get saif. That's the kash of the Menchastanach. That the Rambam says only a king can only administer death by the sword, and Yoshua, who's killing Achan, is administering skila, not death by the sword. Says Menchas Chinuch, there are two ways a king could kill someone. A king could kill someone who rebels against him. And if someone rebels against the king, the king has to give the sword. That's the only thing the king can give. But there's another extra legal right the king has. If the king sees that there's an area of Torah observance which is lax, the king could just kill someone. Let's say the king sees people going to the store and uh, they're not really making brachas properly. They're going in. They're going into uh, season's press. And then they drink it. And then they have a donut. And then they eat it. The king said, what is that? That's not, that's not a bracha. The Gemara says, well, use bracha So the king comes, he chops off a few heads, and the next time a kid comes into a season's dress, Baruch, Atah, and the king says, okay, good, right? So that's, that's an- another right the king has. But the king has two rights. Says When the king kills someone to stick up for his own honor, he has to use the sword. When the king upholds the law so there's not a, a weakness in society, the king could use any a death penalty he wants. When Yeshua killed Achan, he wasn't killing, um, Achan wasn't rebelling against Yeshua, Achan was sort of not following the halacha, and Yeshua was standing up for the halacha, and therefore Yeshua was allowed to give a different death penalty. So now let's, let's take that back to Yehuda. The Ramban says, why was uh, Yehuda killing Tamar? She was rebelling against him. She's a marred b'malchus. So then how could he burn her? He, he should have to give her the sword. Meaning the answer of the minchas chinuch only works for Achan because Achan was uh, not upholding the halacha so he needed to strengthen the halacha. But how would that apply to Tamar? So interesting Chassam Soifer and then we're going to open this thing wide up. Chassam Soifer says Achan 
actually violated two things. Number one, he's rebelling against Yeshua. Yeshua said, don't take from the Cherem. He took from the Cherem. And second of all, he's, he's also violating a Cherem. A Cherem alone is a Chiyav Nisa. Says Achsam Soifer, Yes, when someone rebels against the king, you can only administer the sword. But if there's another infraction of the person, you can add on to the sword and make the sword, uh, the punishment, a little bit more severe. So the Chavetz Sashon says you could say the same thing with Yehuda. Tamar did two things wrong. Number one, she's embarrassing Yehuda. So therefore he could give her the sword. But what about the fact she's also a Bas Koyen? So that added factor allows Yehuda to make it a little bit of a more severe Misa. And now, this is Mamish, the highlight of the night. Watch this. Why does he, why didn't Yehuda want to marry Tamar? So Pashib Shad is she's lethal. She lives with air, he drops dead. Lives with Ainan, he drops dead. He was like, get keep her away from me. That's not the real reason. Yehuda can't be Miyabim Tamar. He's a king. Ain Melech Miyabim. King can't do Yibam. Halacha. King's not do Yibam. So Mishnah and Yibamas. We had it. King can't do Yibam. So Tamar says, <laughs> Shver, I got, I got something to tell you, Shver. She sends the Shver his signet ring and his staff. Could you walk around? Let's say I have a question. You know, you're davening in, in a, by a, a Groyser Rebbe. You know that cane, that wooden cane with the silver tip? You know, you're, you have a little bit of a tendonitis. You need to get it to the back of the, the basic nurses to get a chomer. So you, you take the Rebbe's cane, you walk, you know, you take it to the back, and then you come back. Could you pull that off? They'll kill you. You know, you won't make it. You won't make it not to the second row. You know? In Mishnah Mishim, B'Sharvito Yishomelech. It's halacha. You can't use the stick of the cane. So Tamar says, Shver, whose cane is this? How did a melech give a mere hedyoid a cane, says Achsam Soifer? Must be, Shver. You ain't a king anymore because the brothers demoted you. If you ain't a king, I'm ready for Yibam right now. That was the message of Tamar. She knew Yehuda didn't want to do Yibam because Yehuda was, I'm still a melech. I'm not accepting the brothers' demotion. That's why I'm not being me. I'm in Tamar. So Tamar says, really? Take a look at number 11. There's a, a big Shiloh in the Gemara when Avshalom ran away from David in those six months. Would David bring the carbon of a Melech or would he bring the carbon of a Hedyot? And it seems like he would bring the carbon of a Hedyot during those six months because since he didn't have authority, he lost his status of Melech. Likewise, what Tamar was saying to Yehuda is, Oh, you think you're a big king, you're a big Melech, you don't want to do Yibam. So have you give me the stick. This is your stick, you gave it to me. You admit then you're not a Melech. So let's do Yibam right now. I already booked the hall. That's what the me- message of Tamar was. So the Ramban says that it was considered a Hanhaga Toiva, a good practice to do it even with other permissible relatives. And um, that's why Yehuda told his, told, that, that's what the Ramban says, that for Yehuda it was the mitzvah of Yibam, even though it wasn't a direct um, brother. Now now watch this. Comes the Chavetzal Shasharon, but I think it's, it's, it's pretty clear after we learned this. She wasn't just telling Yehuda, hey Shver, let's do Yibam. 
You know what else she was telling him? The only reason you're killing me, why are you sitting there on the court case saying that I, I should die? What did I do wrong? I'm a bas, I'm a bas koyen, but I'm not married. So what did I do wrong, Yehuda? Ooh, you're a king? Really? Who does the stick belong to? If you gave me the stick, then you admit you're not a king. If you're not a king, not only can we do yibum, but I'm off the hook. You can't kill me in the first place. That was the chap of Tamar. Tamar was telling Yehuda, clearly you were demoted and you would know it. Because if you weren't demoted, you never would have given me the stick. If you're giving me the stick, you're giving me the shavit shalmelech. That means you hold you're not a king. So not only could we do yibum, I'm off the hook. That was the message of Tamar. What? I mean, here, so you just should say, I forgot, I made a mistake? I mean, uh, basically, Yehuda asked her, how much do you cost? So she said, I cost uh, some sheep. Yehuda said, I don't carry sheep with me. So she said, give me some other good stuff. So he gave him the thing. I guess Yehuda, for whatever it is, she got off the hook. What exactly Yehuda was moida to, I don't know. That's a chsam soifer. Amazing chsam soifer. Now, let's come to the first balatur. You say, Rabbi, you gave a very nice share on Parsha Vayeshev. What, is it, what in the world does it have to do with Vayigash? I don't know, but I'm allowed to get, I love Mechir Yosef, you know, I, I still don't know what's going on over there. But let's, let's come to Parsha Vayigash. Opening Balatur in Parsha Vayigash. Vayigash Elohav Yehuda Says the Balaturim, the Soifei Tevois, Vayigash Elohav Yehuda Shin Vav He Shave. We're equal, Yehuda. We're equal, Yosef. Yosef, you think you're a king? Says Yehuda, I'm also king. By the way, last year's share of Ayigash was the encounter of the lion and the ox, right? The lion and the ox. And even though most people think, yeah, the lion and the ox, they go head to head, the lion will eat the ox. No. You could check it out. It's available. Footage is available, right? Shar versus Ari. Look, check it out. The shar is very powerful. But now, one thing. Yehuda tells Yosef, you're a melech. I'm also a melech. And on this, the Medrash Darshans, Kihine Hamlachim Noyadu. The king's encounter. The two kings. The two kings. So, some of the Rishonim ask, Rabbeinu Ephraim asks, what do you mean, the two kings? But Yehuda was demoted. Rabbeinu Ephraim asked, they're not two kings. Yosef's the king. But Yehuda was demoted. Vayered Yehuda. Okay, I forgot to tell you my thing. So it comes out, even though Yehuda was demoted, it was a very big promotion for him. Because had he remained the king, he would have killed Tamar. If he would have killed Tamar, they wouldn't have been Peretz and Zarach. And they wouldn't have been the Malchus based David. So the biggest aliyah ever for the Malchus based David is Vayered Yehuda. Is that he was demoted. Through the demotion came the greatest aliyah. So in life, it's always important to know, every demotion is a promo. It's a promo in disguise. You should, it's trigger. Vayered, Yehuda, Yehuda was a tzad, Vayered, that means Rebbein Shalom, it's a Yerida, it's And we see it was. From, we see from the Chassam Seifer. Because he was demoted, therefore, Tamar said, hey, Shver, first of all, we're demoted. Because you're demoted, otherwise, first of all, they come to Yibam. Yeah? If Yehuda was a king, then it would have been Yibam Beser. So he needed to be demoted to do Yibam, and he needed to be demoted not to kill Tamar. 
Now, the uh, Rabbeinu Ephraim asks, but, but Yehuda's not a king. How could he say Shaveh? So he says, no, Yehuda was never really demoted. It says, Vayered because his children died. But Rashi says he was demoted from his Gedula. So I want to show you three interesting Maramakaimais that discuss why was Yehuda Zoycha Tamachos? What did Yehuda do to be Zoycha Tamachos? I'm pretty sure I heard in the name of the Panavacharav, and I could not find it anywhere. That what's a melech? Someone who takes responsibility. And since Yehuda, when Yaakov said, uh, I'm not letting Binyamin go down, so Yehuda said, Anoichi Ervenu, I take responsibility. So that's when he was Zoycha Tamachos. But uh, the Medrash doesn't say that. All the Midrashim offer different interpretations. Let's start with the Toisefta. Look at number 13. The Toisefta says, why was Yehuda Zaycha Tamachos? Because he admitted in the story of Tamar, he said, you're right. Um, Schneer, right? How do you say daughter-in-law in Yiddish? Schneer, you're right. It was me. I was the one who lived with you. Good point. Can you imagine being in that courtroom? That would have been Sadka Mimani. So think about it. So it comes out beautiful. Yehuda starts off as a melech. And that's why they sold Yosef. The brothers argue on him, hey Yehuda, you, you improperly exercise your right as Melech. They demoted him. Luckily, they demoted him just in time so that now he could be Miyavim Tamar and not kill Tamar. But when Tamar said, it was me, and Yudah says, yeah, um, it was, I, I did it, right then he was promoted again. And now when he deals with the Yosef, he's Shaveh. So he was only demoted in that little window to be able to be Miyavim Tamar and not kill her. So it worked out very convenient. You know, the Ma- Ma- Yehuda's Malchus was a very convenient uh, Malchus. So that, that, but then the, the matter says, no, it can't be because he admitted. You're telling me he did a great sin and then he admitted to it that that's a recipe for Malchus? I mean, we'll get all kinds of criminals becoming Malachim. They'll, they'll commit major crimes and then they'll come and admit it. So then the matter says, no, it's not because of that. It's because, Reb Yehuda says, because... Um, It's because he saved Yosef from the pit. So the Medrash says, that should not allow him to become the Melech. Maybe it's an atonement for selling Yosef. And ultimately, the Gemara, the Medrash, the Tosafta says, that Yehudu was Zoycha Tamachos Mitnei Ho'anava, because of his humility, when he said, I'll take the place of Binyamin. Which fits, still fits in well, because Vayiga Sheilov Yehuda. Maybe you're just saying, oh, now that I just said I'll take the place of Binyamin, now I stepped up to the plate, now I'm the Melech, and now we're Shabbat. Then there's the Rabbeinu B'chayi. Rabbeinu B'chayi says, you know when Yehuda became the king? When he sentenced Tamar to death. Because anyone who executes Mishpat is Zoycha Tamalchus. This is... Right, that's the usual. Look at number fourteen. When he told when he told Tamar, "You're Misa," that's when he became a king. Oh, see there, they, they're just kanoim. They went ahead and they killed. Here, it's like it's in a in judicial setting, I guess. You know, so it comes out. Yehuda tells Tamar. I'm executing Mishpat. So, 
it's hard to understand because according to Ramban, she was only Chayiv Misa because she was married by Malchus, but he wasn't a Malach yet. And then the Medrash Hachif that says that Yehuda was Zerichat to Malchus, not until Nachshon ben Aminodav jumped into the Yam. But the bottom line is, we could say regarding the question of um, how could how could Chazal say Shave that Yehuda was a Melech and Yosef was a Melech, but Yehuda was demoted? But since he was demoted, it's good. And since he was demoted, uh, he got a promotion either because he was Moidet, would have Mutamar, or he adjudicated Mishpat against Tamar, or because of his humility. Or, by the way, look at number nineteen. In three places. Yehuda spoke up before the brothers and they made him a melech. One is when he told the brothers, don't kill Yosef. One is when they came down to Egypt and one, Vayigash Elov Yehuda. So it comes out very beautiful. In the words, Vayigash Elov Yehuda, he became a melech and therefore at that very moment he is Shaveh too. He is equal to Yosef. One last thing. Could, could you demote a king? Like, who's in charge of the king to demote? Could the brothers demote Yosef? What's the concept that a king could just take someone's life? How does he do that? What authority does he have? The Maritz Chios wrote a sefer on Dine Machos called Tairas Neviim. And his uh, understanding of the Melech is it's, uh, it's a consensual agreement between the king and the people for the welfare of society in that the people place their lives under the under the control of the king for the betterment of society, which means that if the people feel that for the betterment of society this king is not uh, worthy, it seems like there is some type of element of unseating. Here's the bottom line. Parashas Vayigash. So Yehuda is promoted again. And Yaakov is coming to Mitzrayim. And Yaakov Inu sends Yehuda before Yosef, Lahoyroyz Lufan of Goshna. What does Rashi famously say? What's Yehuda doing there? He's setting up Makom or Yeshiva. Now, Yehuda is a mighty warrior, he's a lion. Why would he, Yaakov send him to set up a Yeshiva? Send Levi, Levi is the Rosh Yeshiva, Yoru Yaakov. Send Yisachar, he's the Talmud Chacham. Yehuda is the mighty warrior. Why would you send Yehuda? to set up the yeshiva. Says Rablev Bax that to be a Rosh Yeshiva you need to know Torah. That belongs to Levi. That belongs to Yisachar. But to establish a yeshiva for that you need Malchus. And that's why we needed Yehuda. So, so I saw the Munkacher asks so let Yosef do it. Yosef's the Melech. So the Munkach said, not really. Yosef is second in command. To set up Yeshiva, you need to be the, the Melech. So bottom line is, from Parshas Vayeshev to Parshas Vayigash, we see the trajectory upward, downward of Yehuda's Machos. They sell Yosef, they hold he is Mard B'Machos. Hamolech Timlech Aleinu. But then they feel Yehuda's exercising too much right, so they demote him. Apparently, Yehuda did not feel he was exercising too much right. Therefore, Yehuda donned Tamar as Marad Bamalchus. Tamar says back, Eishver, what did you give me the stick for? 
So first, let's so let's do yibum, and he can't execute me. Apparently, Yehuda got a promotion either when he was Maida or when he adjudicated the case, or through his humility. And ultimately, he stands before Yosef. He says, Yehuda Shove." We're on we're on equal playing field until on Parshas Vayigash. Yehuda sets up the yeshiva, and Yaakov Avinu next tells Yehuda, "You got it back, and now it's yours for good." Layasor Shevet Yehuda. Benjamin was the first melech. Benjamin was the first melech. So two things. Number one, the medrash that says Yehuda was zoycha tamachus because of his anivos. Medrash says that's why Shaul was zoycha. And the Shlach other says Shaul only borrowed it. It was borrowed. Shaul, he borrowed it, waiting until the time for David Hamelach. And basically, the Shlach other says that's what Yosef was doing. The role of Yosef is to establish what is called the Yisoyi, the foundation. And once the foundation is there, Yehuda takes over. As soon as we got out of Egypt, Hoisa Yehuda Lekachai. Same thing with Shaul. Shaul galvanizes the people, and once he does so, David Hamelach becomes the Melach. Thank you everyone for coming. Have a great night.